When Kurt Cobain died in 1994, panicked alt-rock fans rushed to crown a new voice of a generation. The list of potential successors was quickly whittled down to just two potential candidates. The first person on the list, Eddie Vedder, was disqualified almost immediately on the grounds that he appeared to be almost as unstable as Kurt. Now, back then, these people had a point. In 1994, Eddie was the odds-on favorite in the rock and roll death pool. And besides, while Pearl Jam did have impeccable alt-rock credentials, their music and lyrical output were occasionally a little too, uh, well, happy. The job was therefore handed to bachelor number two, Chicago angstmeister Billy Corgan and his band, The Smashing Pumpkins. Since then, Corgan and the Pumpkins have been top of mind whenever we've needed a fix of unhappy post-punk fuzz rock. With a dynamic range as great as that of the Pixies, and with a twin guitar attack thicker and more dense than Nirvana and Pearl Jam combined, the Pumpkins have been quite consistent in their ability to churn out material that veers from delicate ballads to crunching arena anthems. Behind it all is the not-so-benevolent dictatorship of Mr. Corgan, the maker and enforcer of all the rules and policies within the band. But few will dare to complain. Under his iron fist and guidance, the Pumpkins have sold tens of millions of albums by successfully articulating a generation's rat-in-a-cage rage. The Pumpkins began, and will ultimately end, with William Patrick Corgan. He was born on March 17, 1967, just 25 days after Kurt Cobain. His early home life was not exactly what you'd call normal. Billy Sr., his dad, was a professional musician. He was a guitar player who often spent weeks on the road away from home. He was once up for a gig with a band called the Amboy Dukes, but that job eventually went to this crazy guitarist from Detroit named Ted Nugent. Martha Corgan, mom, was a flight attendant who also found herself away from home more than she'd liked. 